Welcome back to Trends in Low Places, a comedic exploration of the dumbest stories of the day. I am one of your hosts, Mike Cushing. And I am the Peter Pan to his Mary Magdalene, Michael Howard. <laughs> Wait, you crossed way too many... I mean, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I... I wanted to say the right thing, but that it, it just it came out because we were talking about this earlier. I know I mean, it's not Peter Pan and Mary Magdalene, but I mean, realistically, though, Jesus and Peter Pan's message are pretty similar. If you just think really hard on a good thing and wish that it's true and that all you forget all the bad stuff, maybe you'll get that you get to fly up <laughs> in the sky and then you never grow up because you live forever. Did so, I say Peter Pan? You did say Peter Pan explicitly, mm. which... Wow, I just messed that up. I just... Wow. Yeah. I know you meant Robin Hood. Yeah, I, I did know that mean Robin now, Hood. But when you said it, man, and the backstory to explain this to the listener, <laughs> who must be more confused than I am, honestly, I don't know if there's a way that doesn't... isn't just podcast poison. I think what you've done, Michael, is just <laughs> we take two weeks off, you come out of the gate and... Stab a heart, like a dagger, into the heart of our show. Yeah, like five seconds in, just derailed it. Mm-hmm. I, we could just talk about the story that brought it up in the first place. I, I mean, I guess I was one. I was gonna wish you a happy Valentine's Day, Aww, a happy thanks, a happy buddy. Valentine's Day, or and I was gonna really force in a Sonic the Hedgehog movie joke here. But now you have thrown everything you have, off. You have released so much podcast poison <laughs> into this into the environment here that we are now forced to talk about another romantic. Endeavor. I am uh, the Robin Hood to his Maid Marian, Michael it's Howard. Too, it's too late. You I mean you got it? You got it right. It was funnier when neither of us could remember Maid Marian and thought Robin Hood was palling around with Mary Magdalene. <laughs> that was, I mean, that was good. I guess we should explain Where now did that we've Peter done Pan it. Peter Pan come in. I don't know where you pulled that out of your butthole. I assume you're very bad. You're you're hiney. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, I guess Michael, it's Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Season, love is in the air. Um, you know, I'm on. I'm back on the maps, and it's a really good time. And I think Michael, this is a lead into your horrible, horrible intro. I have a question about the apps. Sure, hit me with it, buddy. Uh, is there just like a a moratorium on like dates on Valentine's Day because that's too awkward or is there more activity on Valentine's Day so no joke so you know I've been back on the I I do this every year for the last three years and I just royally fuck up <laughs> so the way that the apps kind of work well one I keep breaking up with or get broken up with with people in November or December so then you know you got to take your healing time but then also, it, like, new year, new me, everyone just sits back on the fucking apps, <laughs> which puts you in such a dangerous, like, zone of you're maybe ha- are going out on, like, a fourth, fifth, sixth date with someone right around the time. Mm. It's almost like uh, The Office where uh, Ryan hooks up with uh, oh, Mindy Kaling yep. uh, the day before, like, the week before Valentine's Day. <laughs> like, shit, you fucked up. <laughs> So I had a I had a first date on Sunday and like no joke we both did everything possible to book a date for Thursday night the 13th so in about an hour um just so no one would have to be like worry about Valentine's Day I mean it's smart I yeah I mean also hey guess what it's a shit holiday that is just commercialized it's it's you know what Michael it's the Mike Bloomberg of of holidays <laughs> That's actually very accurate Big people just throw a ton of money at it just to make it a whole thing. No one really likes it or cares about it. But we keep so somehow, doing it for some reason. There's we keep doing it. Influencers tell me all about it. Mm-hmm. And uh I don't know, a big meatball with Mike Bloomberg's face is involved somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Valentine's Isn't Day. Isn't that what your Valentine's Day looks like? You didn't get your Valentine's Day balloon with Mike Bloomberg's meatball Bloomberg, face. Bloomberg, Mike. Me, no, I mean not yet. And Michael, it's Thursday. Oh. It's not. It's not Valentine's Day yet. Oh. Who knows what tomorrow may bring? <laughs> Fingers crossed. You don't. You don't stay up late on Valentine's Eve. Run Waiting down for to Mike see Bloomberg what... to come in and shove a, a meatball in my throat. <laughs> no. To see what Mike Bloomberg dressed as Cupid sent brought to you for Valentine's Day. You've put such a cursed image in my brain right now. Just like a. Cherubic Mike Bloomberg, like a Mike Bloomberg-faced baby flying around shooting meatball-tipped arrows at people. 
And yes, I mean, this show is now sponsored by Mike Bloomberg 2020. <laughs> he gave us a million dollars. Mm-hmm. Which, man, Mike, we are all over. The- we haven't done a podcast show in too long. We don't know how to stay on track. I, I guess the-, the message is fuck Mike Bloomberg and fuck, fuck every like meme account mm-hmm. out there who took his money to make him seem cool. Which is fucking wild that we have things that are we can say like meme accounts. Like all the meme accounts just got paid. A billionaire just paid a bunch of meme accounts to promote him. A, for a billionaire, a billionaire paid someone on Instagram called Shithead Steve, and his someone on his campaign staff sent a message to that account with the opening, "Hey, shithead, <laughs> here's some money to tell tell teens I'm cool. I'm Mike Bloomberg." Mm-hmm. And that, and then that that Shithead Steve did it. Yeah, but also. One of the internet's worst fucking people, fuck Jerry, said, no, I'm above this. My morals say I can't do this cause, because stop and frisk is a bad policy and was a bad policy. Mm-hmm. And Mike Bloomberg sucks suck shit. And that's the that is the line that fuck Jerry drew in the sand. And I I hate that I agree with fuck Jerry. Yeah, I mean, it's like that onion, Wait, the onion article. Fuck Jerry, the fat Jew. It was the fat Jew, it? I think. Nah, I can't, they could be the same erase, people. I don't got to race up. The last, t- Mike. We have to start over. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? But yeah. Anyway, our democracy, our country's broken. <laughs> yeah, and that has been politics. Anyway, back to the very good date, Michael. This might just be a Valentine's uh, love episode. Ooh. Um. So, and Michael, maybe my mistake is on my first dates. I'm not doing this, and also. We're going to get to the Robin Hood joke any second now. (laughs) Um, I swear to God. Here's a headline, Michael, from CNN.com. They met on a dating app. Then he robbed the bank on their first date and forced her to be the getaway driver. Pretty standard stuff. Um, Did he he force her to be the getaway driver? Because that seems... That's less Bonnie and Clyde. Right. And you're going to bring up the, the point that I have with... Michael, ongoing trend on this show, Trends in Low Places, <laughs> that journalism sucks. Usually it's local journalism, but CNN really beefed it on this one. Um, th- the man did have a gun when he got back into the car, mm. but all he said was, fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> and she, quote, panicked, she told the police, and did as she was told. Um, but anyway, here, I'm going to read that this. That was their first date. Or did first they go date. on a first date? This was the end of the first date. This was the... Michael, let me get it to you. So... The lead of this article, which is goes against literally everything you learn in journalism school, was just, and you thought your for worst first date story was bad. A Massachusetts woman became an unexpected getaway driver after a man she met on a dating app robbed a bank on their first date. Christopher Castillo, and here's where it gets terrible for CNN, the unnamed woman's would-be Robin Hood, pled guilty this week to armed robbery and three counts of assault and battery on a police officer. Would be, okay, how would he have ever been her Robin Hood? Robin Hood. Because he, he robbed the bank and he was going to give it to her? Clearly a Bonnie and Clyde situation, as you referenced earlier. Right. CNN sucks shit at journalism and metaphors, or whatever that would be. It's bad. Um, anyway, blah, 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 goes on. How her, for, this, honestly, she had enough red flags to not go on the date in the first <laughs> place. But uh, here we go. I mean, dating's tough. I get it. Michael, hold on. <laughs> it all started, the woman told police, when she picked up Castillo from his parents' home in Chipachet, I don't know, Rhode Island, <laughs> and drove him 30 minutes east towards North Attleboro. She said he drank wine in the passenger seat of her Nissan Maxima, parenthetically, helpfully from uh, CNN, which is also illegal, but he wasn't charged for that one. Okay, so once again, like, why the detail of the Nissan Maxima? Which is fine if you're giving lots of details, but I'm guessing at some point in this story, there's going to be details missing. Yep. Um, so, they'd never met a person before that fateful day. <laughs> so, why would she think anything was wrong when he told her to pull over as they approached a bank? <laughs> um, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Um, anyway, she ran away. She drove them off, and then, you know, cops arrested him, let her go. Um <laughs> 
Years after the date from hell, Castillo ended up sentenced to five years of incarceration. His date got off without a charge and probably with a healthy skepticism towards online dating. Again, ask her the question. How does she feel about online dating? You're terrible at journalism, CNN. <laughs> I mean, they clearly just read another story and then wrote a story on it, which mm-hmm. I think is all either that or they made a robot do it at this point. I mean, honestly, yeah, a robot named Scotty Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely a robot's name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just... Half of this article is conjecture. Just <laughs> straight up. Right. They also don't really explain how they know that her story is tr- true. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, maybe she's the mastermind. She's the Kaiser Sose of this situation. And she's now... He's going away for five years. And... She's scot free. Yeah, Michael, I, I'm gonna. I need to derail this one real quick because on the sidebar of CNN, um, another recent story. The headline is just: Authorities are looking for a bank robber they call the Bad Wig Bandit. <laughs> and I mean, like, in their defense, I'm gonna share this: the security cameras of this person, like the photos, do show them wearing a number of pretty bad wigs. But, like, where the fuck do you get off? Just, like, if that's all you're going to, like, that sucks so much shit to be just be labeled if you've done at least three bank robberies, apparently. Yeah. And you're the bad wig bandit. Yeah. It's uh, like, we didn't call the guys in uh, Point Break, like, old rubber dickheads. <laughs> it's like, we called them the ex-presidents because they look cool as fuck. <laughs> and bad it's, rubber it's cool mask to, assholes. Yeah, it's cool to see Ronald Reagan... Rob a bank. It's also pretty cool to see Cousin It with red hair rob a bank. Yeah. Which is one of these looks that's pretty good. Uh, the one look, he just looks like a Karen. Mm-hmm. There's also yeah. an article about why the FBI nicknames bank robbers. Okay, I need to know that. <clears throat> um, Man, there's some bad ones in here. The Bad Breath Bandit, the Barefoot Burglar, Attila the Bun, and the Pink Lady Bandit. Man, the FBI sucks at naming criminals. <laughs> uh, criminals are named for a defining feature. The pink lady bandit stirred up interest for the pink handbag she was carrying. Wow. Um, okay, so the FBI is just trying to drum up sales for uh, Louis Vuitton with their pink bags? They're basically, it basically says like it's a marketing strategy. Like in order, in order to get more people to engage and like maybe look for these people and give you tips, you give them a cool nickname that people are like, ooh, the pink lady bandits in my town. Maybe I'll keep an eye out. So I guess that's... I mean, I guess that's why the wet bandits never really took off in Home Alone, because they, they were self-named. Exactly. You can't give yourself a nickname. Hmm. But also, I mean, like, the bad wig bandit doesn't really... Like, to, it doesn't get me involved. So um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, if though, you start, maybe if you're from this town where the bad wig bandits are, and... Maybe you just start looking at everyone with a really bad wig. Yeah, but, okay, I mean, the suspect, believed to be a male in his 20s or 30s, <laughs> appears to be wearing exclusively, like, a woman's wig only. <laughs> it's like, if he's, you know what, first of all, if he's dumb enough to walk around Huntington, West Virginia, wearing these wigs, <laughs> then sure, yeah, he deserves everything he gets. Yes. <laughs> like how do you even catch this person you have to catch them with money because even if you caught them with all of these wigs I mean the bad part about using the wig as a disguise unlike our good friends the ex-presidents in Point Break they do have full <laughs> shots of his entire face <laughs> <laughs> yeah but like every security footage ever is basically on a camera that was built in the 60s so it's terrible Which i don't understand how we are at that but like at any point like if i'm a criminal mm-hmm. i'm more so going for like obtrusive hilarious mustache <laughs> than bad wig <laughs> like make me the silly mustache bandit for or you know better better off both in a perfect world both of them yeah i mean it's so easy to just like change your defining characteristics on your face that it seems like that would be a much better option right yeah, like Wait, go, you think go like uh, you know, Mrs. Doubtfire, right? Like an old lady, You're never gonna suspect the old lady robbed the bank. Frankly, in this economy, Michael, my first thought is an old woman. <laughs> okay, boomer. <laughs> yeah, they think they can get. They think they're untouchable. That is true. I think they can get away with anything. 
It is. No. Bank robberies are one of those things where it's so much cooler in theory than it is in practice. Like, no one's actually ever done a cool bank robbery like they do in Fast Five or in Dog Day Afternoon or any. Like, it's always this. They go away with like $625 and they're wearing a shit right. wig. So this guy, he wound up stealing $1,000. Uh, and so I just looked up. The average amount netted for a bank robbery is about $4,300. This was in 2006, so maybe it's gone up. But uh, compared to a commercial robbery, it's about $1,600. Robbing a bank seems like so much fucking work. Yeah. And also, for some reason, people care. Right. <laughs> Even though all of their money is insured. Right. Like, if, if there is anything in any way such a thing as a victimless crime, I think bank robbery is it. But we all care so fucking much about it, and it takes so much work. Yeah, honestly, if it's if it's a major bank, like if it's like a, a local credit union or something, then no, that's kind of a dick move. But like, if it's like a Chase Bank and somebody comes in to rob it, we should all help them. Mm-hmm. We should be like, oh, okay, cool. This is what we're doing now. Because at the end of the day, like. If a couple hundos happen to fall in my jacket pocket when you're on your way out the door, one, I get that money, which is kind of sort of mine, maybe, because I do have money in the bank. So there's an argument to me. It's like, just, you know, I'm just, I made a withdrawal, <laughs> but the bank doesn't know about that. It's, and then two, no, it's also withdrawal. insured. So I get it back right. anyway. So yeah, we should all chip in. Even, even and maybe especially the tellers of the bank should right. be accomplices in any and every bank. Because one... They're the only ones with any risk in this situation. They could get shot. Yeah. So they should, one, participate and maybe join in. Um, certainly not get in the way. And, like, no one should ever get hurt in a bank robbery. It is a shame that we do. There's no reason to. Like, why are you stealing from the people in the bank? You should be stealing from the bank. That's why you're there. If you wanted to steal from people in the bank, you could have just robbed them outside. Yeah, well, I mean... And there's less cameras and less guards. Sure, but unfortunately, the people... People in the bank are in the bank when the bank is being robbed, and you can't just be like, "Hey, y'all, just let me chill it. Let me, it's cool." You can just be like, "Why do you have to rob from them, though?" In every movie, I'm, they're always like assholes who are like kicking the shit out of the the people, and it's like, "Hey, bro, you want some help? I'll help you." But like, why you gotta well, kick me? I mean, th- well, I mean, Michael, you gotta throw hands just to let people know you mean business <laughs> in the bank, and like, hey, security guard, don't get any, don't get any ideas, or I'll keep kicking Michael Howard down there until you, security guard, throw me your gun. But I've never seen like in a bank, like in a bank robbery, seen someone be like, okay, and empty your wallets. I need <laughs> need all the petty cash. Why? Why would? Why would a bank robber, or sorry, why would a security guard for a bank be willing to put their lives on the line to protect the bank? That's what I've never understood. Like, what is the impetus for me as a security guard to stop you from robbing the mega corporation bank here? Like, trying only will more likely get you killed. And get other people killed. It's, Michael, it's also the what what drives any retail employee to go run down like a shoplifter. Well, because like, then you might get to tackle a shoplifter, and that's that's like the stuff that retail dreams are made out of. No, I mean, Michael, I I, I know that back in the day when you were at Toys R Us, you dreamed of just chasing oh. a, like an eleven year old oh, into the sure. parking lot and like kicking him into the cart return. Oh, sure, hundred percent. But when you do put your foot in the small of an 11-year-old's back and <laughs> kick him into a metal pipe, like, his or her parents will sue you. Yeah, for sure. They'll sue Toys R Us, 100%. I'm acting right. as an employee, as a ward of Toys R Us, of, dra- of Jeffrey the Giraffe. <laughs> I'm a fully deputized agent <laughs> of Toys R Us. Like, I, I don't have any res- like personal responsibility for this. I was told by Jeff over there with the long neck, he said I needed to kick your son's square in the back. Okay, I had an, I had a thought going back to like <laughs> the bank bank robbers and and like the security guards, but now I'm just really thinking of a shield type organization called Jeff, like G E O F F, like periods between them <laughs> that are just <laughs> Jeffrey the Giraffe secret agents, really just destroying kids for I don't know. Stealing a, a Hot Wheels. They'll, they're uh, they're little thieves, all of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and 
I probably won't be able to talk for the next five minutes because I am going to be daydreaming about Jeff, the, the <laughs> Jeff. good organization. Geoff. Agents of Jeff. <laughs> Just stands for get everyone off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just get everyone off. Okay. I actually do like this fiction where, okay, the agents of Jeff are not involved in retail theft. And like, yes, they will uh, occasionally kick an 11 year old in the back and really hurt him. But their their main mission is just horny as hell. Oh, yeah. And just like while the kids are just running around being rampant little shits, the agents of Jeff are just running around getting their parents off. Just well, nonstop. I mean, here's the thing. Toys R Us is reliant on people having children or they were. Mm hmm. Thanks, millennials. <laughs> Uh, they also run, they also ran Babies R Us, mm-hmm. so it's really in their best interest if everyone's just fucking. You, you got, sometimes you got to create supply and demand. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. In the classical way of making a Babies R Us, um, there isn't tep- typically a third party kind of paramilitary force getting you off with your partner. As far as I understand it, clearly I'm single, probably doing it wrong. Um, yeah, but so. see, in the universe that Agents of Jeff exists in, Toys R Us realized uh, that millennials were going to kill them by not having enough children. So they created the Agents of Jeff to go out there and make sure that people were procreating appropriately. Okay, so and so now in the year 2020... It is a different universe where Toys R Us is not dead. It is more powerful because they have... Like everyone's having three kids, so they've gone back. They have the Jeffinity gauntlet. Oh yeah, they okay. Okay, got it. Yeah. Okay, okay. It's like a Watchmen situation where it's kind of like now, but it's not. I mean, that is peak capitalism, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Michael, what do you got? Jeffrey the Giraffe and his jackbooted thugs kicking your door and make you have unprotected sex. <laughs> God. <laughs> As soon as you finish, I'm going downstairs and kicking your other kid into the to the fucking sun. Um, should we talk about uh, being politically opposed to heterosexuality? <laughs> yes, it's all like love it's, all the time. I feel like this is all love all the time. So, Michael, I found this uh, Slate article. Um, the headline is so. It, Woman who writes into it, I guess, a sex column, um, says, I'm a heterosexual woman who's politically opposed to heterosexuality. Who do I date? This is from January 27th, 2020. The question is, hi, dear, how to do it. I'm a cis woman uh, in kind of a classic millennial sex pickle. Classic. Which is, uh, I think if I start a band, it's going to be called classic millennial <laughs> sex pickle. Uh, colon. I'm really repelled by heterosexuality politically and personally. But I'm also really into dick. I've been thinking maybe I should look for bi dudes or bi curious gay dudes, but I am not sure best how to do that. Also, Michael, just side note, I am also not sure best how to handle this conversation. But here we go. Rich, what would you think of a woman being on Grinder or Scruff? I do want to be respectful of gay men's spaces and not horn in where I'm not welcome, but I would really love to find a first guy with queer politics who would be casually up for dating a woman. What do you think? If you were me, where would you look? Yeah, I mean, from my experience, um, uh, gay dudes don't want to casually date women, especially right. women who would want the dick. Like, if they're mm-hmm. just in it, like, yeah, sure, you can have, like, a really loving, close relationship that is completely platonic, and it's you can kind of live like that. But, like, she's talking specifically about, like, she wants that dick, though. I want the heterosexual sex, but not from a heterosexual man, because well, that—that's—it's pretty icky politically. And like, look, I get—I get it, I get it, but I mean, I get—we are the worst. We're sure. terrible, but like, there has to be one person out there who's not terrible, like one straight guy who's not terrible. But Michael, I don't think it's that. It's the she just doesn't notion- even want to be in a heterosexual relationship because it's just gross. As far as I can tell, it's not even that. I think it's just the idea of heterosexuality so repels her that, <laughs> yes, she does want sex in a classically heterosexual way, but it can't be from a heterosexual person. I mean, that's entirely the concept, possible, though. I mean, there's sure there's lots of 
dick-like apparatus mm-hmm. that you can get, and then you don't have to deal with men at all. This, to me, Michael, even though she says that she really hates heterosexuality, just opposed to it politically and personally, this is some of the most heterosexual nonsense I think I've ever oh, read. Oh, 100%. Life. This woman, <laughs> this person, like, they don't understand gender nor like sexuality in any way shape or form mm-hmm. clearly it's uh <laughs> she's like hey would you would it be okay if i was on all of these apps that are specifically for uh the homosexual community i don't want to horn in but i will because i she's probably demand- white right i'm assuming cis white all signs point to yes <laughs> it's pointed definitely yes <laughs> This is yeah. This is this isn't even like a sexuality thing at this point. This is just like a white people thing. Mm-hmm. Like shit's just some shit's just not for you. Yeah, and you know that should be okay. Speaking of that, Michael, I have I have my own issues with this, but my company did post uh, just a a, sim- a very simple article that mentioned explicit, very bland support or acknowledgement of Black History Month. <laughs> And all the fragile snowflake whiteies in my company's Facebook following feed just really wanted to know where White History Month was. Well, was like, a couple of them wanted to know why you weren't talking about Asian American history or Native American history or any of those things. And there is a very, like, you could just Google that shit and it tells you when all of those months are because we do celebrate that. Yeah, we also what? do celebrate white history. It's literally called all the fucking time. Yeah. Also, consult your calendar. Those months come later <laughs> than this one. <laughs> We're not in that month right now. That's like being like going to a restaurant and they start singing happy birthday to someone. You're like, well, why? Why are they just talking about her fucking birthday? What about everyone's birthday? Well, it's, it's not that point, day. Though. You fucking moron. That's a great point, though. Why does Judith get so much fucking attention <laughs> when it's my birth? I have a birthday later. I have no a- one's yelling. No one's singing for me at this yeah. Chili's. I mean, what the fuck? It's pretty fucked up. Michael, have you have you had any recent classic millennial sex pickles? <laughs> you know, I really liked their first album, but the second one, <laughs> the second one really it just wasn't the sex pickles that I'm used to. You know, they went That's in a fair. different direction. Modern love. Anyone who says the phrase classic millennial sex pickle is insufferable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess I guess that lead-in was a pretty good indicator of everything to follow. <laughs> right. Like, would be insufferable and, again, some heterosexual nonsense. Mm-hmm. Speaking of all of all the time. Yes. Um, there was a website that we... Which we were turned on to a while back, but we didn't get to it. And now it seems like the perfect opportunity. Because, I mean, even in the little tab window, there's a heart, you know? And it's about oh. someone just looking for love. Oh, that's that's it's that time of year. Yeah. It's the perfect day for it. FindingMyRepublicanGoddess.com uh-oh please please if you are not driving right now, please go to this website. It is, You're going to want to follow along at home. Oh, man. I'm going to read I'm going to read the first page for you. Um I will just say that the picture on here this guy looks like uh I think if Rick Scott had a uncle who killed a peacock and then wore it <laughs> on his head. Um seeking awesome Republican goddess. Hi, I'm looking for a Republican goddess for marriage. Bold. Bolded for marriage. Bolded marriage. Yes. This is my own personal website that I've created to help me find her. What, Michael, um, what would you, what age would you peg this man at? He says it in a minute, but. Uh, I mean, he looks like he's in his 60s, I'd yes. say. I will say, for an older, for for a boomer, I will say oddly considerate to say, to have the caption on his first photo of him, again, looking like he did just like roll out of a like jazz club i guess <laughs> um into a like rattan back chair he looks um, like he woke up in these clothes in a casket after a funeral for a guy that no one liked right 
in the 1940s. Yeah. Um, but he does say the caption is photos taken in September 2019. Yeah. So like he's which is a real problem. People get catfished online all the time. Or misled with old photos. So, like, hey, good good for you, buddy. Way to be conscientious with your photos. Yeah, back in the day, it was a lot harder to use old photos because we had actual cameras. And, like, a scanned photo never looked right. I will say, sometimes on the dating apps, you'll stumble across, like, a profile that, like, will have some, like, nice, crisp, like, clearly a recent image. But it's mostly... <laughs> Mostly like a headshot, like just and usually taken from a top down angle. Mm -hmm. Um, And then some photos that look like uh, circa 2011 camera phone quality (laughs) or like covered in saran wrap. I'm like, taken with a razor. I I know your game. I see you. All right. Back to this page, Michael. I mean, it's fair, though, because like. I yeah, I would much rather use all the photos from college. I look so much better then. Oh, hell yeah. So, I still had a baby face. I look great now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This is my own personal website that I've created to help me find her. No other men are here, just me. If you are a single woman who might potentially be interested, then I invite you to take my virtual hand and let me guide you through this website. I'm, a healthy, I'm into it so far. I'm a healthy 68. Interactive experience. I'm looking for a woman born any year from 1950 to 1995 who takes excellent care of herself. So that's that's a pretty big range. So that's he's basically saying he wants someone who's, at this time, would have been 69. Nice. Or younger. So he's basically being like, my age or younger. Way younger. Did you say, yeah, or younger up to... <laughs> 25 years old <laughs> up to 25. Michael for for reference my my age range on the dating apps is 29 to 38 <laughs> so this this 68 year old man is willing to to date hopefully a younger woman who takes younger than than I am willing to date who takes excellent care yes. of herself I mean I am <laughs> to be fair you I'm gotta less, shoot actually, your shot I am exactly what's that you gotta shoot your shot I guess I am exactly half of his age, but also designed a better website. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, this thing looks like it was designed on GeoCities. I'm surprised there isn't an animated GIF and a bunch of autoplay music. Uh, Michael, to be fair, I do want to read the copyright disclaimer at the bottom of this website. Copyright 2019 and 20, 2020 by FMRG Trust. All rights reserved. You may not copy any text or image from this website without written permission. We are not copying. We are reading it verbatim. Spoken words. So that exactly. is not copying. Eat my butthole. Goodbye. Go on, Michael, please. Although I just highlighted and clicked copy. I just broke the law. Oopsie. It doesn't say, do it doesn't also- say you can't. It doesn't say, it's not even like you can't paste it anywhere. You just can't copy it. Yeah. And now it's in my clipboard. So come and get me, bitch. <laughs> I, I will say that this man, apparently, so uh, again, this is from FindingMyRepublicanGoddess.com, has built a trust called Finding My Republican Goddess Trust <laughs> <laughs> to, I guess, finance whoever he does marry. Okay, please continue. I'm a natural born U.S. citizen residing in Los Angeles, California, USA. I will consider relocating within the United States, but I'm unwilling to move to another country. If the woman I'm looking for lives outside the United States, she must be willing and legally able to move to the United States to marry me and live with me here. As you read through this website, you will notice that I am an intense, complex man who thinks way outside the box, quote unquote, way with two with three A's and outside the box in quotes. If my intensity slash complexity is too much for you, or you think that I am too far outside the box for you, well then, we are not a match. I seek a woman who is likewise intense and complex. Not a mild or simple woman, nor a woman who thinks I wrote way too much here. I'm already disqualified because I was already thinking that. If if he thinks that this level, so four paragraphs, is enough to, like, he wrote too much here, (laughs) boy howdy. (laughs) Having read through half of the questions that this man poses, <laughs> verbose, a verbose man. She too thinks outside the box, and he puts he puts the fucking outside the box in quotes every time, like it's every not time. a phrase that like, like has existed for literally dozens of years. A fucking maniac. Uh, the lady I'm looking for will be inspired and excited by this website. I'm very demanding I am in a good very. way. 
demanding. <laughs> I'm a very demanding in a good way that will make my goddess wife-to-be incredibly happy beyond her wildest dreams and keeping her wildly happy for life. I'm flexible on many things, but there are some things I am not flexible on. I respect your time. Therefore, I'll begin by asking you a series of 11 questions to see if you meet my inflexible requirements. If not, we'll say goodbye without a kiss. <laughs> if you manage to make it through all 11 questions without a kissless goodbye, then I will tell you a lot about myself the relationship I want, and my demanding requirements. I will tell you far, far more than you will see in men's profiles on any dating website. Then you will have the opportunity to fill out a detailed contact form and submit it to me with your photos. Sincerely, Reverend William. Yes. Reverend William. William. Who thinks outside the box is looking for a Republican goddess. Okay. Let's get through it. 11 <laughs> questions. And these pictures, there's pictures with each question. So once again, please go to this website and just click through these. Question number so, one. So important. It's it's like a choose your own adventure dating app, kind of, is what he's created yeah. here. But also all the photos look like they were, I mean, like basically like a high school senior <laughs> photo shoot where everything is kind of like a gag. Like yep. he's always, he's doing a bit in every single photo. Like, they. I mean, he looks like a theater kid. Yeah. And, okay, question one. How do you feel about U.S. President Donald Trump? I think Trump is a great president. Fully support him. I am open-minded about Trump and would like <laughs> to learn why he's a great president. I like or am disgusted by President Trump and would never vote for him or something else. Oh, I'm going to say so, I dislike him. Oh, well, goodbye, no ended. kiss. Fuck. Oh. So if you think Trump is great or fully support him or you're open-minded and like and want to know, want this 68-year-old man to tell you why he's a good guy, you can you can still get it. You can still get it from Reverend William. You can still get it as long as you're open-minded and you don't mind being mansplained to constantly. Okay, question two of 11. What is your marital status? And oh, by the way, he's wearing his dumbass hat in front of a lake. It's a nice with, lake. It looks like a great, great lake. It looks photoshopped. I'm, like, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, 100%. So, Mike, I'm just going to skip through. The ones that will get you through to the next question are, I have never been married. I am legally divorced from the husband. Actually, no. Uh, yeah, so I have never been married. I am legally divorced from the husband of my most recent marriage. Most recent, not first or whatever, <laughs> and have not remarried. I am a widow from my most recent marriage, which ended on the death of my husband and have not remarried. <laughs> or I, and then that's it. The ones that will not, that will get you end of the date without a kiss. I am engaged to marry my boyfriend. I am married. I am legally separated, but not divorced from my husband. I escaped from my husband's harem, and my marital status is uncertain. I am legally separated or divorced from my wife. Which, this is a curious thing. Because he said, I am legally separated or divorced from my wife. Yeah. Which I, I don't know if that's like... A lesbian trap that he just included? Yeah, I think he's trying to he's trying to trick the lesbians who are having a good time with this quiz. Or maybe the, maybe he's trying to trick oh, I mean, I guess it could be someone who is bisexual and had a that's wife true. and now My wife. Um now they want a sixty eight year old reverend, I guess. The nice thing about this quiz is that if you do get a goodbye with no kiss, you can just hit the back button and keep going. Yeah. Well, you're changing. You're you're changing the person that you are to to be in love with this man, obviously. Yeah. Um question 3 is pretty just just transphobic and just everything and just the worst. So, I'm going to skip over that one. Yeah. Basically, he just the question is what is your gender history? And then there are two options and it's just about as shitty as you would think from a 68-year-old man. Question 4 though <laughs> gets into some pretty good stuff. <laughs> Would you like to read it, Michael? Which of the following best describes your religion and or spiritual beliefs? When I say, quote unquote, God, I mean a unique, omnipotent, omniscient being who loves us all unconditionally. I don't believe in God. I believe in science. I mean, either an atheist who believes no God exists or agnostic who does not know whether God exists. I believe that Jesus, Buddha, and Krishna, if they actually lived, were historical figures who made claims that are either false or cannot be proven. That's the one. That's that's the one that gets you through, right? 100%. It's actually weird that option two does not get you through either. I'm just going to read the ends of it. I just be like, 
I believe that Jesus was the only son of God. I believe that he died on the cross to save us from our sins, and that is the only path to salvation, is accepting Jesus as our Lord and Savior, whereupon we are forgiven for our sins. I believe we only live once and that reincarnation uh, is a false doctrine. However, I do not believe I am a son, daughter, or child of God. How are those two beliefs compatible? That does not get you through. (laughs) I also love, I do not know where Jesus was from ages 13 to 29, but I reject the idea that he spent time in India with Hindus and or Buddhists. (laughs) So... The one that gets you through is, I am a spiritual person who loves God with all our heart. I believe we are all sons and daughters of God, but I do believe in reincarnation and karma and that Buddha, Jesus, Buddha, and Krishna were spiritual and masters. So, okay, he's not, he just doesn't, just doesn't want a true hardcore Christian, which, all right, I'm with you, buddy. That's fine. But I believe that Jesus, Buddha, and Krishna were spiritually enlightened masters who came to help us on our spiritual journey. So, like, you have to believe in Jesus, Buddha, and Krishna? Yeah, pretty much. Huh. Um, That's a new so next one. question. Next question. Uh, he just wants to know how good you are at English. Does include an option that I do not know English. I am using a translator to read this website, <laughs> but I would like to learn English. That will get you sent out home without a kiss. What? But. The idea that's that he thinks someone on the internet would be so enamored by this old fucking man, which, Michael, to your point, this is definitely a photoshopped image of him standing in front of a lake. Like, these shadows do the not shadows line up whatsoever. The shadows are so bad. But that he thinks that someone would be like, get a whiff of his hot face and just be like, that's a nutsack that I need to taste. Mm. <laughs> to better get my friend, I don't know, to translate this very good website. Um so I'm fluent I'm pay, in English. I paid oh, a translator to yeah, or my native books. English. <laughs> okay. Then he talks about some immigration status. Don't care. Blah blah blah. Um, he does have a very specific list of countries that he is okay with. <laughs> does ask about hairstyle. <laughs> what is your hairstyle? But option three that will get you sent home without a kiss is. What I do with my hair is my business, and no man has any right to demand that my hair look, feel, or smell a certain way. So again, a lot of boomer opinions here going. <laughs> also cares that I rarely never, or rarely use or never use hairspray. I get that because every once in a while, Rachel uses hairspray, and if you walk into that cloud, man, your face, it's its over. It's just all you can taste for the rest of the night is just hairspray. You know? Yeah. It's its everywhere. We, would, um, we should also mention this guy is super bald. But with like just yep. a tiny little bit of white hair on the sides because I don't know why. So, Michael, I don't know if this man did manage to create a dynamic quiz because we get through. He has some, again, some shitty, some shitty questions. I definitely seem to remember one of the questions previously being about 9-11, 9-11-trutherism. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure one of the one of his 11 critical questions was definitely about can jet fuel melt steel beams <laughs> maybe he changed it maybe he upgraded it because like he talks more about like it, do you have his trim waistline and uh blah 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 i'm pretty sure he did talk about 9-11 though in a previous iteration of this quiz which i'm kind of mad i can't find it right now because if if one of the 11 compatibility questions you had to find your soulmate was do you think 9-11 was an inside job yes or no I don't know why that would be so important to you in a relationship. I mean, you can't have somebody who thinks that, you know, it's not an inside job. I mean, then you're just trusting, <laughs> trusting the government. Come on. I mean, because <laughs> you, brought, you brought a conspiracy theory up earlier today that just blew my fucking mind that it exists. It's like somehow stupider than the flat earth. Okay. Yeah, we're done with with the Reverend William. This dude sucks shit. Um... I don't, Michael, I haven't had time to look into it, but so (laughs) either I think you shared or or one, I think our friend Matt texted us a, uh, a link to a Michael Bloomberg conspiracy, which is probably not a conspiracy, just that he was involved with like the Jeffrey Epstein shit. Um, he was an agent of Jeff. Well, he's a billionaire who lives in New York city. A hundred percent. hundred percent. Um, so definitely involved in that. So, but then I I made the mistake of scrolling down through the Reddit, the conspiracy Reddit, on that, and someone just shared a comment that he believes, and in in an additional comment said that he didn't understand why people always downvoted him on this, but he believes that all of ancient 
civilization is a hoax perpetrated by the quote authorities. It's like ancient Rome never existed. Ancient Egypt never existed. They just made them up. They just they just made them up. So like, what is the genesis of people then? Because like even like the even like the people who believe in flat Earth believe in like the fact that there were ancient civilizations. They just think that they were only like you know six thousand years ancient and not the correct and that's, time. Like, the the big thing is so I didn't have enough time to like dig into this. So I don't really know enough about okay. it. But like maybe we should save there, it. There's so much physical evidence. <laughs> of, and, and like so I I only so. I clicked into his, like, proof video that was two hours fucking long of some dipshit Australian dude just talking about how ancient civilization is a hoax. And I just, like, clicked into the, like, ahead to the hour mark and listened for about 45 seconds. And as far as I could tell, the the foundation of this hoax was he was looking at the ancient Egypt Wikipedia page and was down at the, like, citations area and was just like... Yeah, as you'll see, all of the references cited are from the last couple decades. So if everyone is reading all the same articles and sources, how do we know that they're just like, they're all just built on a lie? It's like just because like we started doing archaeology like a hundred years ago that like didn't involve throwing dynamite in a hole and waiting for bones <laughs> to fly out. <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> Sorry. It's yeah, kind of, those are the, it's like how you fish, right? <laughs> yeah. Just oh, good, good. Found a semi-intact bone. Neat. It's like, yeah, sorry, bud. That's how that's how books work. The books books are not old. <laughs> I mean, we also couldn't see, you know, like other planets in the universe in the past. Doesn't mean they didn't exist before. Like, we also didn't know what DNA was, but it was still the, there. But like even if you're only willing to accept that the last, I don't know, I'll give him 200, 150 years of the world has existed. The Great Wall of China, which he says ancient China did not exist. Like that wall has demonstrably been there for all of like recorded, like even uh-huh. recently recorded history. I've been there. I saw it. It's like it takes so much work to like build anything. I've seen Mythbusters. They can't even build a pyramid. I don't know. Like I am more inclined to believe that aliens built the pyramids in all of the ancient world than I am to that, I don't know, some asshole who couldn't scrub his nuts in the 1800s built the pyramids, built the Great Wall of China. <laughs> and, like, why would someone do this? Like, 150 years ago, like some rich cabal was just like, you know what we're going to do? We can't imagine the internet, but I really can't wait to make some dipshit on Reddit. Just try to prove that none of this exists. It is such a it's such a wild theory that I feel like it's gonna be like the next big thing though. Like it's the new flat Earth. Well, even so, his comment here in he's like when and this is Michael on the slash like r slash conspiracy subreddit. When I raise this notion on this sub, I often get downvoted. So a lot even of the people conspiracy theorists. A lot of people here trust the authorities. So even the conspiracy theorists are like, hey, homie. No. I love this one's too stupid. I love the idea of a conspiracy theory person being so bonkers that the that the, I subreddit. Reddit, my he, friend, is like his people are like I don't know, man. Uh, that's, I mean, that's, look, you're taught to yes and in improv, but I get it. Sometimes you're just like, I don't know where the fuck you're going with this one. I think, I mean, like, I think for this one and, like, even among other conspiracy theories, to what purpose would like someone within, like, 200 years ago just make up ancient stuff? Like, there's no reason to whatsoever. Like, if anything... Right now, the modern worldview of the authorities is to let me bulldoze literally every piece of the ancient world because I think there might be oil under there. The fact that this exists is actively costing me money. Yeah. So, like, every other conspiracy theory, there's something, maybe? I mean, if you think about it, though, like, 
how many millions of people each year go to see the Great Wall of China and the pyramids of Giza and the ruins in ancient Greece and all these places? It's a lot of tourism dollars. Greeks are very broke. I'm just saying, like, maybe if, like, old new runes start popping up, they're like, oh, we just found these, that maybe we should double check them. Michael, is there a um, Greek equivalent of the name Jeffrey? (laughs) Oh. Because what you're implying is a Greek agents of Jeff that, like, looked into the future and were like, wow, a lot of our rich people are going to really neglect their civic duty and just not pay tax like they're they're gonna make it their mission to not pay taxes i mean they created Tank- democracy they know that taxation is theft <laughs> you, well you've conflated a couple things <laughs> you, you drastically misread that one but they've looked into the, they looked into their crystal ball we're like well we really goopered this they one said, up hey, so we you need- can't you can't take our tea from us so, but you're implying that a a level yes. of an agents of Greek Jeff uh-huh. that they looked they looked into the the current modern reality mm-hmm. and rather than being like, hey, maybe we should just kind of create a culture of I don't know paying your fair share, um, spread ancient ruins around like just dot the whole world with just fake made up bullshit just so we don't have to pay taxes and people will come see our shitty Acropolis. Yeah, I'm saying the Greeks started it. Uh-huh. And no, maybe it wasn't the Greeks who started it. They definitely started it in Europe. It's possible that the Chinese started it. But they yeah, have Michael, to, I will, but the thing is you have to get other people in on it because like if people start looking too close, so you're like, okay, we're gonna do this great wall thing, and like we'll help you guys do things on your own too, as long as you don't blow up our shit. Michael, I I will say if if we're going down this road and kind of tying it back to the heterosexuality thing, the idea that a culture would go back in time, create some fake bullshit, does very much seem like a Western, European-type style of, well, better go dot the landscape. And, like, it would definitely spread. Like, that kind of lazy, shitty attitude would spread from us to the rest of the world. But, hot damn, I don't like... I don't want to live in that world at all. I'm just saying, like... This is what happens when you like Mike Bloomberg in ancient Greece. (laughs) I'm just saying, you know, who's to say what's a ruin and what's just a shittily built building? <laughs> Are you saying they got to the, like, they, they went around building, like, they did the Great Pyramids, like, people are going to love this one in 200 years, it's going to be fucking sick. Great Wall, man, wow, look at that, what an accomplishment. We did this in, I don't know, a week, we killed it. <laughs> they they finally make it back home to Greece, and we're like, who's got the time? Who's got the time? Let just me- put some marble underneath the grass. And we'll say there used to be a building here and, like, yeah. someone came and stole it all. I don't know. Uh, I'm fucking tired. You know, they were this the, the, the Colosseum. They're like, oh, the Colosseum was great. It had all this stuff. And they're like, did it or did you guys just never finish? Did you never just, you never finished building it, did you? I just, <laughs> the level of, like, <laughs> it's so, it's so much work. It's so much fucking work. Like, and, and, and I, I do look at, like, I the one thing that maybe, maybe would lend this, I did read something a couple weeks ago that J.R. Tolkien, when he was writing The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, all of the, all the names that you see in The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, like Bilbo, Frodo, like, are not the actual names of the fucking characters in Tolkien's head because he wrote it as someone translating all of the names from Elven to whatever the Middle Earth language was to English. So he has like other names written down as the true canonical names for all these people. And he just happened to be like, he was so fucking ridiculous and obsessed with like linguistics and creating this narrative that the book that we have is like this rich fiction. It's like, yeah, this is for the simpletons that I just translated. So if, That's what I'm everyone, saying. I'm saying Game of Thrones. He created an entire fucking backstory that, like, people just think they're like, "Oh yeah, well, uh, clearly, two thousand years ago, during the longest, the previous longest winter, he did this." And we're like, "No, he didn't. He just made that shit up. It's from his fucking brain. None of that happened." No, but Michael, what I'm saying though is that it takes a 
Tolkien level of just obsessiveness to be like, yeah, also in so you're like, yeah, we built the Coliseum. What was that for? I don't know. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> naval <laughs> battles. Yeah. Also, I guess Christianity, we 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 threw a bunch of those people in with lions to see what would happen. Um like it, there's so much fucking there's a, narrative there's work just a that global goes into cabal this. and they you know that's why well, Michael that's the thing though that's why George R. 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 Martin hasn't finished the next book he's too busy with the global cabal history shit he's doing right but Michael in my experience rich people who like run the world <laughs> as far as I can tell evil sure a lot of time on their hands because they're rich as fuck and have nothing to do they're also pretty fucking stupid they're not creative. Like, can you imagine just a group of rich people be like coming up with cool backstories, like developing a like basically Dungeons and Dragons for the world that they live in? Well, that's why ours sucks. That's why there's no dragons, Kush. Our history sucks compared to the stuff that Tolkien and, and George R. R. Martin and those types of people have created, doesn't it? Yeah, blows. the history's terrible. It's like, oh, there were people and they built buildings and then they fell down and now we have other buildings. Like they had fucking dragons and shit was forged in fires of a hell and like Well, I guess it's kind of just because all they had to work with is architecture and that can only do so much heavy lifting for your your fantasy world that you've built. Exactly. It's like if they had Jurassic Park technology and could make dragons or dinosaurs running around, like, yeah, then you now, Michael, now there's some meat on that bone. I can create a pretty good fantasy world. Just think about how cool, if we do continue down the path of, like, the cloning and creating artificial animals and stuff like that that we are on, can you imagine if we do end the world, or a majority of the world, like, in the near future because of climate change, eventually there will be ruins of this current civilization that will, and people will be looking at it thousands of years later, and they'll be like, wow, they had some cool shit. Michael, I, I will say that when the cabal currently running the world inevitably runs us into apocalypse and then retreats into their, like, I don't know, protected underground city that they definitely have. Now I'm creating a conspiracy theory. Um, once they do that and all of us peons die and they have already mastered the good Jurassic Park technology and virtual reality. And they have all inevit- those sweet dinosaur bones already in the middle of the city. So it's going to look like right. they lived with us. But what I'm saying is, after this coming extinction event where our society dies, but all the writ- the only people who do survive are, one, us lucky schlubs who kind of hid in a hole and <laughs> kept enough bourbon to like live, because that's how bourbon does, and the rich cabal who does have all of this good technology at their hand, they can produce a pretty sick like next world. Because mm-hmm. we're also, we're going to be post-literate and really stupid, so they could fleece us really oh, yeah. I'm just saying, so, it, it, maybe it's happened before. About 200 years ago, as far as I can tell. <laughs> yeah. But we didn't have the good Jurassic Park technology. Exactly. Or else I would be riding a dinosaur The next one's right going to be way better. Yeah, no, I, I'm saying they have all the tools to really fleece us as a society next oh, time. Oh, for sure. Like, it, next time it won't just be, oh, we built a big wall. Oh, I made a, a triangle. <laughs> it gives a fuck. There's going to be so many more Yetis and, like, Loch Ness Monsters and shit in the new reality. I fucking hope so. Yeah. Well, not Yetis, Michael. The world's going to be way too hot. <laughs> no, like, Yeti bones. They're going to tell tales oh. of the Yetis that we murdered with the climate change. Be like, you could see Yetis, but, you know, climate change. This is like, oh, dinosaurs are, were here, but, you know, big asteroid. Yetis became so prevalent that we had to <laughs> incrementally raise the temperature through carbon emissions. For we had to blot out the sun, <clears throat> but no more Yetis. No so more Yetis. That's a net win for humanity. Humanity's greatest threat: not rich people waiting for dinosaurs. Mm-mm. Well, Michael, I think that is unfortunately going to do it for us on this week's episode. I've been staring at um, the picture on question eleven of eleven from my Finding My Republican Goddess this entire time we've been talking, and it's amazing why don't you tell me about it it's just you know every time every time i'm thinking about something i just glance over and he's just sitting there with his hat just giving me two thumbs up with only the top teeth showing yeah i do want to say the uh, question nine is how do you feel about feminism (laughs) and the fourth answer is i am very feminine but i am not a feminist i want to surrender into the arms of a strong and wonderful man Give my femininity to him totally and make him happy as hap- as he makes me happy. And 
he says surrender into the arms of a strong, wonderful man. This man appears to have like little chicken wing mm, bones. Yeah. Like, uh, how dare you, sir? This is, I want to surrender in the arms of a strong, wonderful man, but I guess I'll fall into the arms I'll, of this. I'll settle for you, Reverend Williams. These emaciated little chicken wings you have, Rev. He also has a question about problem substances, which just include, it goes from alcoholic beverages to tobacco to cannabis, non-prescription recreational drugs to mind-altering drugs with or without a prescription, <laughs> and then highly addictive drugs with or without a prescription, which is quite a, a progression. Yeah. And he sucks. Anyway, um, Michael, I think that's going to do it for us this weekend, Trends in the Places. Um, you any, final, any final thoughts for me? Um... Not currently. I will say that if Mike Mike Bloomberg does give me one hundred and fifty dollars, I will say that he looks good as a meatball. <laughs> well, you're cheaper than me. I mean, that's what he's offering, which also is uh, apparently they fucking sold out. Wait, they're only he's only offering one hundred and fifty dollars. According to the Daily Beast, he's offering one hundred and fifty dollars a pop to Instagram influencers are you willing to show for his shitting campaign. me. These people are selling out for one hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, which is like, hey, I'll do it for 75, assholes. <laughs> Again, I, I mean, I just did it for free. I just said that Mike Bloomberg, noted racist and asshole, looks pretty good as a meatball. He looks way better than as a person because as a person, he looks like like skin draped over the other skin of somebody who is really short. Yeah, the good thing about meatballs is they don't have jowls. Exactly. And they can't buy elections. And they can't. Uh, introduce systematic racism into their city and then defend it for years and years Mm -hmm. Uh, and then only when he's trying to steal an election try to apologize for it Yeah, because they're fucking meatballs that's the good thing about meatballs (laughs) that's the thing that makes meatballs so much better than Mike Bloomberg really when you get down to it meatballs might be the perfect politician yeah yeah and that's what I'm that's why hey that I mean that is why they didn't ask anyone in New Hampshire if they would prefer a meatball to any politician. They did ask, would you prefer meteor. a meteor strike, a world-ending meteor strike over Donald Trump or any other politician? And the majority said yes. Maybe they heard meteor, like a meteor, meteor me- meatball. Oh. They were like, yeah. Now we're talking. We want the meteor meatball. Because maybe yeah. if we had a giant meatball as president that... Uh, all of the old fucks in Congress would try to eat it, and then they would choke and die. Choke to death on maybe a, a too dry meatball, yeah. which is exactly what I assume. Mike Bloomberg is Mike, a too dry meatball for sure. I assume. I assume the Mike Bloomberg meatball is very heavy on very, breadcrumbs. Very heavy. No one knows how to use an egg. Did you put? Did you even put cheese in it? Nope. No. Get out of here. Well, Michael, I think that's going to do it for us this week on Trends in Little Places. Um, everyone, if you like. This show, you can find out more information about this show and our sister show, Longest Days of Our Lives, in which Michael and I and our good buddy Curtis are watching every single episode of the Hit Show 24 at goodbuddymedia.com, which is also chock-a-block full of good (laughs) blog content. I haven't done one yet because you said you were going to do one. Did I? (laughs) You said I got the next one. No, it's news (laughs) to me. Okay, well. It's a good thing we don't record this and put it out there for everyone to hear. Yeah, now that I know that, okay, I can definitely, oh, Michael, now that I know I committed to a blog post, oh, sure, (laughs) of course, okay, there will be, there won't be one up tomorrow, because I have to, I have to work tonight and tomorrow morning, but hey, maybe, maybe in the future there'll be a blog. Maybe. Because we made a promise, and we stick to our promises. We stick to our promises, and that is a tilt guarantee. Yeah, no, it's going to be a, you know, it's going to be a lot of blog posts about how Mike Bloomberg sucks shit. Michael, how else can people help us out? You can help us out by finding us on your favorite podcast app, uh, if you already haven't, and uh, searching Trends in Low Places and slapping a meatball on that subscribe button (laughs) (laughs) Um, and uh, giving us a five-star rating and a review if uh, if you have some time. uh, Bake that ball. What? Bake that ball. Bake (laughs) it. Um. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at TILPcast. Um, I forget what I was going to say about that. Other than we're there. Shoot yeah, us a story. There. Shoot us a, you know, some, some tweet tweet out some stuff. Mention us in your story. Yeah. Uh, our stories are, hey, guess what? Not full of shilling for Mike Bloomberg. They aren't. They would be, again, mostly related to his meatballedness if he did give us... 
any money. Any. Like, literally, our mentions are open for... Our Venmo is open, <laughs> Mike Bloomberg. We'll be... We'll talk about you, for sure. Uh, you can also send us stories at uh, goodbuddymedia at gmail.com. Um, uh, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, Michael, it's been lovely talking to you. Love buddy. you. Love you, too. Toodles. Toodles. Toodles.